RDT Systems, baby. Dog tested and dog tough. We've got those soft mouth dummies. Now listen, everybody knows that we need more bumpers. I'm not talking about one or two or three. I'm talking about adding bumpers to your repertoire. I like using white or black and white bumpers when I'm training my dogs for marks and even blinds. You can get the orange ones. I dig it. But add a bunch to your repertoire. And I'm again, I'm not talking about three to six. If you're working on T pattern, if you're working on blinds and pattern blinds, you need a bunch, a dozen, 18. The Soft Mouth Dummies by DT can't be beat. Check them out, LoneDuckOutfitters.com. DT Difference. Let's go. Our baby Gunner Kennels. Man, one of the things that I love about Gunner Kennels is they're thinking about our older hunting buddies. Old Buck, he hangs out in a gunner kennel when he goes to and fro. And in his, we've got the ortho pad. He's got the old joints. And, and even if your dog's not old like Buck, you just want a little bit of added protection as you're rolling down the road to keep that dog from bouncing around a little bit. So the ortho pad, super huge. If you got a younger dog that may dig a little bit, maybe chew a little bit, that performance pad is going to be clutch as well. So check it out. It's the full kit brought to you by Gunner Kennels, always innovating our industry and always keeping your dog safe. Sliding the dms if you'd like to learn more about getting you and your dog into a gunner kennel it's force fetch baby it's the number one question we get asked you don't know how to fix it let me help you let me get you to your goals we built a course bunch of videos i think there's 13 or 14 videos start to finish on how you and your dog can get through the force fetch process successfully the link's in the description be sure to check it out and let me help you and your dog What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles. We got a cool one coming up from you. Uh, gentleman Craig Zimmer founded a company called Heroes to the Line, and it links up veterans with hunting dogs that want to participate in our sport. So it's putting together a guy or gal with a dog that they train themselves for hunting as well as competition stuff. So it gets them in our sport. Super cool concept. Love what he's doing and appreciate everything he's bringing to the table. So stay tuned. But you know what we got to do real quick. That patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters. It's a community that we've built that I'm, I'm super passionate and excited about. We do every other week happy hours where we're drinking a beer and hanging out, answering your questions live on Zoom. Anything you got, young dog puppy stuff, all the way up to really advanced dog training stuff. And it's fun. We just get I together. Mean, last week, we were talking about people's dogs' first retrieves, people's first hunts. Like, we were just, ah, it's just great trading stories, having a good time. Absolutely. So join us at patreon.com forward slash lone duck outfitters. Don't be scared. We appreciate it, and we enjoy having you on there. It's also a real quick, direct link to just getting your training questions answered by me. So if you want that stuff, jump on, and we'll see you there. Next up, from the duck blind to the holding blind, it's Purina, baby, the food that fuels the truck alone, duh. We feed 30-20 to the adult dogs and the large breed puppy to the young dogs. They've got a couple different formulas, whether it's chicken – or salmon, you know, they've also got a beef and bison. Good, real good. Dogs yeah. love it. My dogs love it. Tasty treat. Check them out. Purina Pro Plan Sport at Pro Plan or at Pro Plan Sporting Dogs on Instagram. Tell them we sent you, mm, baby. Next up, smoke them if you got them. I'm actually, Kevin and I. When we hang up with this, listen to this. Rubbing hands together, plotting, plotting. We're going to Michigan. Me, Andy, Kevin, and his dog Covey are going to Michigan to the Upper Peninsula. And I'm about to put a pork butt on so that it cooks all night tonight, most of the day tomorrow, and then we take it off and we ride dirty. And we're going to eat that booty when we're up there 
hunting grouse and woodcock in the UP. See, you do things differently. I grabbed a jar of peanut butter and jelly and a sandwiches and a couple gallons of water to let it rip for the ride. Uh, but you're just out there smoking. Yeah, bud. I'm shoulders. If I got them, Traeger I love grills. It. Traeger grills. Smoke them if you got them. Next up, Doctor E collars. This is the collar that's in my back pocket, in my hand, on the dog's neck at all times when we're working our dogs. And for you. I would suggest a 1900S. You can find them at LoneDuckOutfitters.com if you feel so froggy. But the 1900S for 90% of people is the best bet. Um, it's easy to use. It's multifaceted and super durable. So everything is waterproof. Everything is like basically kill proof. Great battery life. Everything is good about it. Um, I use the Edge RT when I'm training a three dog unit it's got variations of levels and it's just a good unit for the pro dog trainer or the very serious amateur with multiple dogs but for the average guy or gal the 1900s can't be beat you can get one at lone don't be scared next up our good friends cat and ethan standing stone kennels they have a supply company called standingstonesupply.com. Anything you really need from raising a puppy, raising a litter, training a gun dog, training a bird dog, anything you need, name plates on your collars, everything, standingstonesupply.com. They also just raised my litter of puppies from our girl, Mama Sam, H-R-C-H-M-H Sam by Prairie's Daddy Chaos. And they've done a phenomenal job. Uh, I'm really excited for these pups to go to their new homes and begin their process of becoming a bad to the bone duck dog. So I appreciate the relationship and friendship that I've, uh, Kevin and I have built with Cat and Ethan at Standing Stone. So check them out, Standing Stone Supply. If you need anything, hit them up first. Then if they don't have it, which is rare, then Google. But go there first. Much appreciated. You can also use the hashtag Lone Duck. I think you guys will be the, the testing. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's a promo code Lone Duck on there. So it save you some money, but I'll double check. But if you do get something, put a promo code Lone Duck and let me know if it worked. I'm pretty sure it does. So check them out, standingstonesupplies.com. Kevin's just laughing at me. Next up, Gunner Kennels, hashtag man's best kennel. We actually just put together... Uh, a couple videos that should be launching on Gunner's Instagram where we talk about the new fan, the 2.0. that has got new features, super durable, bad to the bone. We talk about their strap system, which they came out with mossy oak bottomland camo straps. So those are tight. Um, Great pun. Great pun. Thank you, bud. Appreciate you catching on. Yeah, you totally didn't mean to do that, though. That's good. Uh, they also have longer straps now, too. I don't know if you saw that. Actually, you had to have... It's not about the length, bud. It is how you strap it down. Well said. I appreciate that. Something like but, that. Yeah, something like that. But it, they're legit. So if you don't have one and you just throw a kennel in the back of your truck like a, like a, like a bad person, yeah. get you, get you some straps. Like smoke them if you got them, strap them if you got them, strap one on. And they also, yeah, whatever. that's our new gunner thing is just all right, baby, strap one on. Yeah, gunner kennel, strap one on. And uh, their water bowl system, which I'm gonna be honest with you, I thought the water bowl idea was genius. The spout, I was like, man, eh, what are you gonna use that for? Brilliant. And grouse season happened with Andy. <laughs> And I've used it every time. And I'm like, this is freaking genius. So, uh, yeah, they're innovators in our sport. Gunner Kennels, check them out. You won't be disappointed. And if you'd like to get yourself into a Gunner Kennel, you can hit us up on Instagram or Patreon, which, you know, that'd be appreciated. We'll get you into one. Help you out. Maybe. <laughs> Strap one on. Strap one on. <laughs> Uh, did you just do a Velcro sound? Yeah, I just so happen to have Velcro in my hand. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. 
Oh, sh- next up, <laughs> shoot or shoot. Bismuth. Now, we're going grouse hunting. We ain't shooting bismuth at some grouse, but you could if you wanted. Can I might I might throw some in my in my in the truck. You know how aggressive that is? You just need one pellet to kill one of those things. Now, Kevin, listen. Here we go. That now, now that you think about it for a second, are you like maybe you need some bismuth? Maybe I need a little bismuth in my life. Maybe you need to shoot bismuth through a tree to hit the grouse that might be on the other side. So I agree. Shoot bismuth. No it's not the worst it idea. It's not the worst idea. Kent Cartridge. Find him on Instagram. And just do that. Just just write M's on their Instagram. They'll know we sent you. So anyways. All right. Thank you all. Let's get into the show. Craig Zimmer from Hero to the Line. Check him out. We appreciate you being here, man. All right, Craig, do me a favor. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. Uh, so I kind of got started in the retriever world about five or six years ago. Um, I just wanted a duck dog, um, something to go pick up some ducks here and there. Um, I got sent the dog to a pro and uh, kind of fell in love with the retriever sports, man, the hunt test, running around, training. Um, with that, dude, I, I got to – four or five years down the road, a pretty accomplished gun dog, um, pretty accomplished competition dog. Um, and, and now I started a business where I promote quality dogs, quality litters. Um, I've got a really nice stud list uh, with Zoe's Fowl Retrievers. Um, and also started a nonprofit uh, to, to help get quality hunting retrievers in the hands of veterans and get them involved in our sport. Very cool. And that's kind of what our, our podcast tonight is going to involve around is heroes to the line um but tell us uh, before we get into into that tell us about that first dog that got you into the sport man blue oh my god where do i start he um first off i I had no clue what i was buying i just uh i i picked up hit on google and picked up the phone and called a guy and was like hey man i just want to start a dog i had no idea what started dog was um i just got into duck hunting a couple years prior to that um, and went and picked him up at a six month old pup and man, it was, it was a long road. He was pretty skittish, kind of weirded out. He hadn't been socialized very much, um, brought him home, got him solid, sent him to a trainer and man, now he's got three time grand hunter, retriever champion, upland hunter, master hunter. Um, he's competed in the SRS in the open, in the open series with the pro, um, the guy that trained him, man, did, did a phenomenal job. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't knock when somebody does a quality job with a dog. Um, and hopefully here with me and him, and I, I kind of run around with some field trial people here and there, um, kind of filtered through my business, right? I make a lot of nice relationships and hopefully go dabble in some of the qualifier world. Some of the, I would love to, to go and run in an open, right? Cool. Big dogs, big dog sport. Uh, yeah. <laughs> makes me about want to throw up just thinking about it sometimes. Um, but man, there's the rush you get when you stand on the line, whether it's at a finished test, season test, started test, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. Whether you're running your eighth dog or first dog, or if you've done it a hundred million times, it's all, it's all the same. You get the same feeling. Absolutely. So how old is this dog right now? Uh, man, blues, he's a uh, five. He'll be six in January. Um, so he's, he's also kind of become more or less my service dog, man. He, he goes everywhere with me. I, I, I suffer from pretty severe PTSD, um, from past life traumas and the dog has really saved my life a couple of times. That's what, that's what really led into here of the line. Like this sport, these animals, the things that they do for us, whether you're a pro amateur, one dog. 50 dogs doesn't matter. I, I think we all get the same benefit out of the sport. Uh, just that, that family, that camaraderie. Um, and the, and this dog won't let you sit here and wallow in your own, in your own well, you know, he just won't do it. He, he wants to get up, go outside and, and do something. And makes you get up and get out there. And oh, do yeah. it for sure. For sure. Absolutely. So do you have other dogs now? Like he, no, he man, I just, I'm a one dog man. I am just a one dog band. I, 
you know, hopefully get a puppy here in the next couple of years. Um, I did tell my daughter when, she, when he was five that we would get a new puppy. Um, and she, trust me, she hasn't forgotten. She reminds me all the time. He's five. We can get a new puppy. I was like, yeah, but we, not right now. Um, so hopefully in the next couple of years, you know, maybe get a puppy from him um, and, and then kind of start from there where I can do the the training journey on my own. Um, you know, starting with a great solid foundation is fun. I mean, it's fun standing on the line with this dog. He's a machine, right? I, I go to any finish test and I'm pretty confident I can pass it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, it did not many of them scare you. Um, but you, truly to start that journey from start to finish is really ideally what I would like to do. Absolutely. Uh, so hopefully in the next couple of years, we get, get a little more settled with, with the nonprofit, the business and the farm and all the other things we got cooking in the, in the pot and then hopefully get another dog and start that. Good for you. Heck yeah, man. So tell me about, the idea and when you got started with this idea called heroes to the line. So it's kind of crazy. I, I had a, I had a lady randomly reach out to me. Um, I do a lot of work with, with bourbon country retrievers and Deuce Williams, man. Deuce Williams is phenomenal dude. One of my real close friends, mentor, um, phenomenal chocolate dog breeder. Right. And, and that, that definitely, it definitely helps. Those relationships help a lot. Um, and so this lady, this lady had contacted me. She had a chocolate stud. Um, she wanted to do a breeding so that she could take a puppy and donate it to uh, her local law enforcement. Um, that all kind of fell through, but through that, she reached out to a, a group uh, called TFO, the Fallen Outdoors. It's an organization that takes veterans hunting. You know, they take them on elk hunts, duck hunts, fishing, all those types of things and tries to get them in the outdoors. Um, and I've always had this idea to start a, I don't know, like a youth camp or, or something for veterans to really get them involved in this sport, because what it's done for me is, is insane. You can't, you can't, there's really no words to explain it. I mean, what the value you get from what we do. Um, so with that, it kind of spun into, man, let's give away, three or four dogs and Deuce agreed to it. Um, a really good friend of mine and, and a stud owner as well, Cindy grips over, man, she's got a, a dog named Cosby grand hunter retriever champion up on hunter master hunter did nice dog, um, comes from some really nice old pedigrees, um, paired them two together, created a really mild manner, easily trainable, but driven dog. Um, man, them puppies are doing some pretty awesome things. You got, you got to actually see one of them. Okay. That was Hugo's dog. Yeah. Yeah. Luna. Yeah. Yeah, man. They, they just, there's something about the litter. They just, they, they're, they're pretty special. Um, so we gave those three puppies away successfully. Um, and then just kind of grind from there, man. I, I towed the road. Let uh, me ask you a quick question while we're doing this. Like, so you found people, that are willing to donate i would assume donate puppies yeah 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 for sure so these puppies are donated to the program how do you find and how does someone qualify you know the vetting process of joining and being the hero to the line and what does that person have to agree to and to to participate right so so it's pretty easy man i there's a there's a flyer that we have on our Facebook page and soon here website. Hopefully that's launched here in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's got some basic questions on it. Just where do you live? What kind of yard do you have? You know, basic breeder questions. Just the same stuff any standard breeder in the country is going to ask you. Um, and then just give us a little bit about yourself. You know, your time in the service, honorably discharged. You know, where you, you uh, are you active duty? Are you uh, retired? Are you a Gold Star family member? Um, and, and then from there, it's really more or less everybody just kind of gets put on a list. And if, you know, if we think you're a good fit for if I got a breeder that's in Iowa and they want to donate a puppy and a mentorship with somebody, you know, I'm going to go to that list of people and say, man, I got somebody right here in Iowa that I can pair them up with and, and really create something magical, um, which we've done a few times. And, it, and it's worked out pretty nice. 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 So with my understanding with Hugo, you know, the, the amount, so Hugo is, is a veteran. 
And his dog, Luna, came out and trained with Marie, who everybody probably knows from Instagram, works with me. Um, and, and Marie is getting heavily involved with Heroes to the Line. And so Hugo came up, trained with us for half a day, and we had a ton of fun and honestly, really nice dog. I mean, kick butt. <laughs> He's done dog. all that on his own. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, pass a few started tests. And then, yeah. you know, I'm like, how, you know, this dog's pretty nice, man. How far, you know, have you stretched the dog out? Da, 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 da. And he's like, yeah, I don't know, you know, like 70 yards. I'm like, yeah, all right, Marie, go take a ride. And she goes out because she knows when to help a dog and, you know, right. give a little bird, bird thrower help. And so we got her, I think it was easily 120, 130, you know, 140, whatever it was way past his comfort zone for what his dog's capabilities were and hammered like cool little dog. And he turned around and looked at me and the smile on his face was, was epic. And it's like, yeah, dude, she's nice. And, but anyways, so long story short, how did Hugo get involved? How did you vet him? And what, like, there are things that he was saying that he needs to accomplish with the dog because yep. it's not just a, a guy or a gal goes through the process, gets a puppy yep, and they're done. You, you have things that you ask them to accomplish to help them along and gain and get into our world of yep. contests and, and duck hunting. Yeah. So normally once you get kind of get put on that list, you know, we, you get picked and you get placed with a puppy. Um, what we try to do and, and this is where we ask for the community, you know, anybody that wants to get involved, man, hit us up, get, get on Facebook, find us on Facebook at Hero the Line and send us a message. Because um, what we try to do is take that veteran and, and pair them with as many people around them, clubs, HRC club, AKC club, um, training groups, pros, clients, friends of mine, um, anybody that we can get in touch with and, and put them in touch with uh, to say, hey, man, this is who I am. Um, and, and I usually talk to those people ahead of time. So they're, they're pretty well aware. Um, and then offer them a chance to come and train with them. Um, equipment's expensive, you know, and if, if you can outsource that in helping somebody find a trainer or a, an amateur group that has all that already. Um, and if you can take this first dog and build it with as few frustrations as possible and make them successful you you've hooked them for a lifetime, right? They're never going to stop. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a drug, man. It really is. It's, we get one at this and you can't help but love the sport. Um, so getting them paired up, we, we ask that they go out there and they actually compete in our sport, right? Whether it's AKC hunt test, HRC hunt test, field trials. We got a, we got a veteran that actually is trying to, it's going to dabble in some derbies. Um, he's, he's hooked up with a field trial pro. Um, and, you know, or if you want to go play the APLA game or the NARA, the NARA circuit or any, any retriever game that you want to play, don't necessarily care what it is, um, whatever you're kind of interested in. I just want you to play in, in a sport uh, with your dog. Right. Um, so try to get them paired up, man, and help them get their dog to a season, to a season junior title level um, and on their own. And, yeah. and you can just watch it breed that passion every time that they do something and that dog, you know, the first time they take it home and it just sits within a couple of days. Cause they're so smart. I mean, people don't understand how smart our dogs really are. Like you get a puppy from one of our breeders versus somebody down the road that has an oops litter. It's a drastic difference in, in, in intelligence. Um, and, and these dogs really, man, they, they just blow people's minds. And, and once, once you kind of get picked and you get, we usually try to have a nice little giveaway, right? So bring three or, three or four of them together, um, get a pro, uh, breeders, friends, clients, whoever through my business, whatever I can kind of arrange um, to get everybody together on one field and show them some really high caliber dogs at work. Yeah. And yeah. from right there, as soon as you pull a finished dog off the truck and you, and you go and punch a 275, 350-yard mark with a finish-level dog, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know a dog can do that. Oh, yeah. And then you run a blind, and the dog sits and handles. Man, it's, it's over. It's like fishing in a barrel. Yep. They want more. They want their puppy to do that. And yep. Yeah, absolutely. 
yeah, we did some stuff like that with Hugo too. Like we, I basically did a, you know, throw a mark, no them off, run a blind, throw a mark, no them off, run a blind, da, 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 da. And I did it with all my big dogs, you know, and he was like, oh, oh my goodness, you know, yeah, it's just fun, man. We're just having fun. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, he's at, he's he, at that critical stage, man. He's at that, that force fetch collar conditioning stage, right? Yep. He's man. All the work that he's done is, is a hundred percent on his own. Um, the stud owner from that litter sent him home with a DVD. Dude, he, the first, they got that the night before he got his puppy and he had already watched like half of it the next day. Mm-hmm. Right. The man is driven. Cause I kind of made a little bet to him all like, man, who's going to be the first one to title their dog. Like let's start a little competition here. Um, and we've done this. This will be our 11th, 11th puppy total. I think these coming up here on the 29th of this month cool. um, of October. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> what made you, so you kind of elaborated on it that your dog helps you um, through anxiety and stress and, you know, what was like the moment where you looked out and said, instead of, cause I don't, I don't know how to say this, but you know, so much, many of us are thinking about ourselves to start a nonprofit, to give back, you know, it seems like a good idea and maybe people have that idea, but like jumping in with both feet and saying, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. What was that like? And then, you know, to where it started from an idea to now, what was that? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I'm a, I'm a pretty layman man. I'm, I'm not technically savvy by any means. Like, um, so, so to jump in and do that, right. I, all the knowledge that I have about the dog world is given information to me, right? I did not go out and pay for any of it. Somebody donated all that to me. They donated their time, their efforts, um, their knowledge. And I got to learn from some of the best dog trainers on planet earth. I mean, truly, truly some great, some great, great dog trainers. Um, and why not try to pass that knowledge on to somebody else? Like if, you know, through my business, I, I get into, I'm in, 160 something different groups all the time. Right. I post posting a hundred something litters a year. I got 28 stud dogs on a list that I post constantly. Right. So always in and out. And I see somebody and they, I, we always get that one question of in search of, and they give us, they want a stud dog. And then all of a sudden you start asking them questions and realize they have no clue about the breeding world. Right. They don't know about OFAs. They don't know about genetics. Um, so, I do a little bit through my business, but I thought, man, why can't we do more? Like there's a group of people out there that when you leave the service, you lose something, you lose that sense of camaraderie that um, you're all there for the same purpose, right? If you're in the service, everybody wants to come home or you're there to complete a mission Um, in the dog world at any hunt test. I don't care what part of the country you're in. We're all there for the same purpose. And it's dogs. Um, it's really the only place that you can recreate that, right? You can recreate that. I don't care what your politics are, your color, your religion. None of that matters. It's just, man, you got a nice dog. Or, hey, let me help you fix that. I mean, I, I see you how you're struggling here. What can I do to help you? Um, if you can if you can pass that knowledge on and really, if you go to the Grand, every single flight's got an American flag at it. This is the most patriotic sport on planet Earth, Right. We all hunt, at least most of us hunt, Yeah. Um, give more money to conservation than anywhere on the planet. Like, and we do so much for the youth. I mean, there's like the SRS university stuff. Like there's so many platforms out there that they give back, but there's not a single one that gets veterans involved. So why not tap into that? And, and in all honesty, man, some of the greatest people in the sport that I know, um, and, and somebody that kind of inspired a lot of that too, is like Sean Hudiker with Retriever Retreat up in Michigan. Um, he's got a really nice stud dog named Granger. Like he's a, he's a veteran. I mean, he's done a lot of time in the military and his passion of the sport and his, it's hard to explain. There's like a, there's like a presence that those people have, right. They, they, they carry themselves in a different fashion with the more confident, and he is very humble, right? He's never better than anybody else. He's, he is a very humble human being, um, man. And why not give that back to, why not bring more of that into our sport? Right. Sure. I feel yeah. like our sport, I, like this, sometimes this can end up like any other 
mainstream sport out there and get money hungry. And all of a sudden now it's not accessible to the average person. Um, this sport will always be accessible to just the average Joe down the road, right? You get a dog, you train him up. It's what is it? 70, 85 bucks to run a finish test on a weekend, right? For $160 on a weekend. And boom, you get to go hang out with a bunch of your buddies and drink some beer on Saturday night and have fun with some dogs. Yeah. Couldn't agree more and get ready for duck season. And, and, and I say this to everybody on the podcast, like, you know, whether you just are listening because you want to have a great hunting dog, that's fine. Like everyone got into this to have a great hunting dog. Exactly. But hunting season is only from X date to X date and then it's over. And so the hunt test community helps keep that going through spring, summer, and early fall when you're not hunting. And then as soon as you accomplish one goal, you start setting your goal on something else because it is attainable. You and your dog can knock that out. And it's like, all right, well, you know, my new goal is seasoned next year. So from duck season to the fall, I'm going to start working on blinds and walk-ups and honoring and da-da-da-da-da. Right. And all of a sudden you go into next duck season with a way better dog than you even ever thought you were going to have because you just wanted a dog that if you threw a rock at it, it'd go and bring it back to you. And that's, that's how you started. But, but now you got a dog that can run blinds. Yeah, it's funny you say that, though, because what what honestly what made me want to get a, a dog was I, I actually have the snow goose mounted on my wall. I went on a snow goose trip and the guide had to throw shotgun shells full of, pe- full of rocks mm-hmm. to get the dog to go fetch the duck. And, man, I'm like, Dude, why? Why it doesn't make any sense? Because I've seen dogs at that point that that work way better. Um, but, yeah, man, it, I think the, the biggest thing about this sport and, and really what these dogs do is they, they force you to stay active, right? You, you can't take one of our puppies from any of our breeders and go home and sit on the couch like a loaf. Right. You know, I tell every, I tell every veteran or person the same thing that calls me about this, right? The number one thing I tell you is if you don't do what we're asking you to do, and that means go out there and do the work, you know, put the time in. Um, if you're not going to do that, your wife's not going to like you very much. Your husband's not going to like you very much. Your kids aren't because it's going to eat all their toys, shoes, furniture, right? Because these dogs aren't meant to sit on a couch. We don't, we don't breed dogs for, for being a loaf. You know, we want performance. We want a dog that's going to go out there and, and work with us and, and be a competitive partner. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, you, I, I hear you talk and you're like super passionate and I really I don't know. I, I, I like it. You're like a dog man. Oh, dude, you, I love it. Yeah, no, I love it too. Have you have you always been a dog guy? Did you have dogs growing up? Have you? I, I did. You do dog stuff in the military? Like, what what got you into being so wildly passionate about everything with dogs? Yeah. So, I, so I was never in the service. Uh, my ex wife was in the service. So I was a military okay. spouse for a while, right? I got right, right around. On guardy got you out of a speeding ticket every every now and again uh but honestly i didn't get to do much but i do i from that i do understand kind of the life that they that, that these that they have to go through sure. um and including the family side of that um but honestly man i've i've had dogs my whole life i've never um i've never had a competitive dog right i, I didn't know anything about competitive retriever sports any competitive dog sports at all i thought the only real trained dogs out there were like police dogs, military dogs, you know, bomb sniffer, drug sniffer and search and rescue, those types of things. And I mean, used to see agility on, on the, on the TV, but uh, you never really got exposed to anything in the retriever world. Um, But then I, I I moved to Northern Michigan and I kind of got to experience a little bit different culture of, and you guys got a lot of it up in New York too, that, it's just that outdoor mindset, right? It's the outdoors is kind of just a place to be, you know, it's so much more fun to be outside fishing in the clear stream for salmon during the salmon run than it is to be inside watching TV. Right. right? And moving back to Cincinnati where I'm from in Ohio, um, there's not a ton of that, right? There's, there's a little bit of deer. I mean, we don't get me wrong. We got some of the, some of the largest deer in the country around here, but 
you know, I'm, I don't like to sit in the woods and have to wear special deodorant and clothes shampoo. <laughs> I want to be able to sit in the duck blind and make sausage and breakfast and, you know, just hoot and holler and have a good time and play jingle bells with a duck call when there's nothing flying. You know, that those times are fun, man. The memories are fun. And I got tired of taking a treble hook and a fishing pole and catching my ducks because, and you couldn't hunt 90% of the places that the birds were because you either had to have a boat, which I don't have $60,000 laying around to buy a nice boat. And I, I can't wade that far out. I'm pretty short, dude. I, I only go out about, you know, up to my chest there and then they about four or five foot. Um, and so I figured, man, why not get a dog? And so I had the money and I, I kind of started watching some SRS stuff on YouTube, right? I'd kind of seen yeah. some stuff on ESPN back in the day. And I was like, and that's kind of interesting. Um, and just I really just wanted a dog to pick up some ducks. I mean, I, I didn't want anything special with retrievers. Um, but I think what people fail to realize is that these dogs are so much more than just, man, they're not just something to go pick up a couple stinky birds. Right. I mean, especially with like the litter from Luna came from, right. Like Cosby is one of the most in tune dogs I've ever seen on planet earth when it comes to people's emotions. I mean, he is, trust me, if you're nervous at the line, he's nervous, right? If you're confident, he's confident. Um, blues a lot of the same way, right? If you walk up to the bucket and you sit down and you're, and you're nervous, man, he's over here shaking. Um, and with that, man, they can do so much for people that they really honestly don't even realize. Like you might go into this and most people that contact us have never duck hunted, never upland pheasant hunted, never done anything with a competitive dog. Some got some basic experience in obedience. Some have done obedience work professionally. Right. So, but we really just want to brew that passion. And I think these dogs and the connections they make with people really help, help brew that. Right. Yeah. And you can't help but create that passion for the sport to get you off the couch outside and doing something. Right. With Hugo, you know, he, he hadn't duck hunted. He'd been in the outdoors yep. and this dog is going to open up a whole world to him that I'm excited about. And then, you know, I'm asking him like, where are you from? And, you know, if so facto, he's not that far away from like five different buddies that are duck killing machines that we're going to get him out on hunts with his dog this year. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. I, I'm, we're hoping to, we actually, Deuce Williams, the breeder, um, sold a puppy to a, a really good friend of, well, I mean, I've never met the guy personally, but I got, I talked to a ton of people on the phone all the time and I have some really nice relationships, but um, they sold him a puppy and we we're actually going to go up and try to do some sea duck hunting and, you know, man, hopefully, hopefully drag him down and get to watch the dog firsthand. You know, I, yeah. I actually got the experience that first test for him, dude. And when you send your dog for the first bird for the first time with judges standing behind you and you receive it, I don't care whether you pass or fail. He turned around and he, I mean, Fired up. You know, Hugo, Hugo's a big dude. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to tussle with him at all. And he turned around and you can just tell raw emotion, right? Just the passion was there. And it, it, yeah, you can't, you can't fabricate that anywhere else. No, I don't know. You said that you've done what, 11 or 12 dogs now? Yeah. So we actually, we've, we got um, eight that have gone home so far and we have three more going home in the end of October, the 29th. Um, actually the 29th is a pretty, it's pretty exciting, man. We, we got to link up with, um, some really nice breeders, um, wolf den retrievers, uh, up in Duluth, Minnesota. Um, and then you got big water dreams retrievers down there in Paducah. Um, and then you got, uh, there's another breeder out in, I can't remember the name. Um, R and D. I think it's R and D kennels. Cool. Yeah, but I guess, I guess my, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Maybe look it up so you can give them a shout out. But uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is so far I got to meet one of the eight that have dogs so far. Yeah. Right. And the enthusiasm that he had and, and granted, I'm going to be even more honest. That day, I I was I didn't know whether I was coming or going, 
Right. And, and so Marie and, uh, Christo were here working the dogs and him. And, and then I came in like full steam ahead, like, all right, I'm back. Like let's roll. And he had already had like the best day ever. You know, right. he had already done some really cool stuff and fun stuff. And then I got to see his dog work and, and he's just hooked. Oh yeah. And so I'm excited for him and the multitude of people that are going to be like him. Yeah. So I think what does that is when, so like on the 29th, right, we got Caleb Brown. I don't know if you're familiar with Caleb Brown, but he's the number one derby dog trainer in the country right now. I mean, the man's, the man's hotter than a hot tamale. Um, He owns tall, tall oak retrievers down in Paducah. Um, He's actually going to host us. Um, We're going to meet at his kennel. He's going to take us out to the field, man, and pull his derby dog truck and um, some of his pro dogs out and, just put on a show, man, you know, 300, 400 yard marks and just really, really fuel that passion from the word go. Right. Cause then all of a sudden now you're handed a puppy that has the potential to do exactly that in a matter of eight months. Right. right? You know, most of the dogs, I think almost every dog on his truck's about 16 months old, right. Doing 300, 400 yard doubles. I mean, that's gnarly, man. You, we think about dogs sometimes and we usually start them at what, six months, four months, depending, you know, adult yes. teeth come in, usually start, start really doing some work. I mean, they start so much younger. Um, and if you can just feel that passion from the word go, why not? Yeah. But just, and like you said, Hugo did it all himself, right? No, he didn't. And granted I get paid to have people send me their dog, but there is a sense of accomplishment when they, do everything themselves, housebreak, crate train. They take it and get sleeping through the night and it picks up its first pigeon. It picks up its first duck. It goes swimming for the first time. We did gunfire introduction. We did this, we did that. And all of a sudden the culmination of all that effort goes into a first duck hunt or your hunt test pass, you know, whatever it is for that individual, the goal that they set for that dog and them as a team, that camaraderie between the two of them, that, you know, I'll, I'll say it, the unspoken bond. Yeah. It, I mean, it's true though. That's, I mean, you can't, you can't honestly can't say it any other way. Right. Cause like you said before, most people that do this have never duck hunted. Right. Most of them are not like Hugo where they, you know, they might do some outdoor stuff, but man, they've never seen a retriever or even shot at ducks. So it worked we're able to feel two passions here. Like, you know how much, you know how addicting duck hunting is. I mean, right. I got buddies that are deer hunters that want to just go chase a 180 or 200 you know, inch deer. And I take them out to a goose hunt one time and shoot three, du- three geese in their hook for life. They're like, Oh man, when are we going next? Right. Yeah. I, but you do the same thing with dogs, man. You, you're, you're taking somebody that all of a sudden finds himself with nothing to do. Right. They might have a part-time job after they get out of the service, but in reality, Services 24 seven gig, 365 days a year. You find yourself with a lot of free time. Um, why not fill that free time with dogs? Right. So we've been able to really amass a pretty solid group of people to, to kind of help on that journey. Right. Some pro trainers, uh, lots of breeders, um, friends, colleagues, um, like Marie, I mean, just everybody kind of just coming on board to, to really make this, uh, something pretty special. Absolutely. Are there any other people? I know Hugo, when I met him, he said he was like three hours away from, from Lone Duck's kennel. Uh, is there anyone else off the top of your head that's somewhat nearby that could come up and do a day of training like Hugo did and hang out? And um, I, I, there, I have a, there's quite a few. So we have kind of, kind of run down through the list, right? You got Hugo, he's up in New York. Um, you have uh, Daniel Sutton, he's down in Virginia. Um, you have Teresa door. She's down in, I believe North Carolina, uh, Kayla hood. She's also in Virginia. Um, you have Ian Thomas. He's down in Georgia, Clay King. He's down in Texas. Um, Alan Mast is over in Iowa. Um, Dylan Wren is up in upstate kind of upstate Illinois, right? Uh, Illinois, Wisconsin border. Um, and then, then you have Robert who's out in Kansas, um, Robert Welcher. So, you know, we're hopefully, 
I would love to be able to do like something every year where we can get somebody like Lone Duck to sponsor something and, and be able to bring, you know, be able to bring them all to it and, and really give them um, and, or even offer to any veteran that wants to get involved. You know, even if you don't get a puppy and you still want to learn, like, you know, yeah. if we're, if we're able to take this organization and do more than just get, you know, I tell everybody, honestly, man, forget the puppies. It's not really even about the puppy. It's about the the community, the relationship, the bond with the people, right? My best friends in the entire world come from this sport, right? This sport has brought me from the depths of darkness several times. And why not give that to somebody that, you know, one, we already know their life pertaining to where they are now is, is fragile, right? Regardless of what you did in the service. I mean, that constant barrage of stuff all the time it'll mess with anybody. I don't care who you are. Um, and if we can give people something to fill that time, um, and, you know, even if down the road, you can, you know, blossom this into something for kids too, and get them involved in the sport, I think is what I'm trying to say is, is the more people that we can get involved, clubs, pro trainers, kennels, breeders, uh, product manufacturers, you know, I can care less about money. I, you can ask any of my clients on any one of my stuff, my list, Listen, I, I could care less about it. What, what I'm concerned about is helping people and making sure that we can send these people home with as much stuff as possible to make their journey successful, right? Um, so yeah. really, I think you could probably get a couple to come up there if, if they're willing to take the, take the time and, and, and make the trip, right? Absolutely. Um, I think the biggest part about this program is, is I can't pay your way, right? If I pay your way, it's not going to help you. You know, I can give you the the foundation, right? The, the guidance, the, the numbers, the people to call. But if you don't call those numbers, I can't do nothing for you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you gotta, you gotta want to do this too. Um, if you don't do it, man, you're going to end up with a pretty smash up house dog. Right? <laughs> yeah. Best thing tennis ball getter in the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll be able to show some stuff off to your buddies, but still, I, I, you know, even, you know, one of the thoughts I had is like, I think, this journey, like you had mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, the folks who come out of the service are whether they have PTSD or not. Like, I feel like that is almost irrelevant. Yeah, it, it is. And I think that's a good point. Like, this is not about disabilities. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Come on. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. And I don't mean to put words in your mouth. So I'm glad you agreed, but it shouldn't be about needing a, a service dog this is about getting into a community where we're all like-minded we all love our dogs we all love working with our dogs it's fun to see the progress from a to b to z and the journey that that dog takes you on and the people you meet along the way so Absolutely. i feel like at least the the minuscule amount of because i didn't do any service so I don't want to put words in people's mouth, but I played on sports teams. I was a part of that community. And when I left it, it, I, I definitely left a piece of myself there. And so to go on an even grander scale, like a massive scale difference and say, now I got to go into the quote unquote real world, civilian life, a day job, a this, a that. And I miss that community. Yeah. I miss that feeling of, of buds getting together on a Tuesday night and doing whatever. Well, now it's doing dog training. It's getting together, throwing marks for each other and, and going pheasant hunting and going duck hunting and building our dogs together. Like it's a great amount. There is a, there is a great amount of fulfillment watching a puppy go from zero to a hundred and you did the work. Yep. And so I think what you're doing, man, is, is fantastic. I think what you're doing is going to put a lot of people into our sport. I think what you're doing is putting a lot of people that may, you know, I don't know. I don't know. This is I mean, come off and, and awkward and as well. I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't mean this in a weird way, but like these folks who are military are, are definitely like second amendment. Yeah, kind of for people. sure but they may not be like hunting community people, right? They may not care about the conservation of wetlands, 
now that they got a duck dog, they might be. And so you're bringing people that don't know much or possibly bringing people that don't know much about our sport into a whole new world that is only going to help promote conservation, our hunt testing and, and field trial community, dog, you know, the retriever clubs, you know, and promoting such a, a great sport that without these folks and the younger kids coming in, it's going to fizzle out. So we've got yeah. to bring young kids in. We got to bring new people in. we got to bring our buddy that likes a duck hunt in, but doesn't have a dog yet. Let's get him a dog. You know, there's, there's a, there's a part about this that I think we miss sometimes. And, you know, for instance, like if I can put Hugo in, in a mentorship with you, right. Where he can come and, and in all reality, you can't learn anything by standing next to somebody and watching Daltra. That's not how you learn. You need to go out in the field and throw ducks so that you can see the thinking side of a dog. So you can see its head drop when it starts hunting. And then once you figure that out, you can look at the rear of the dog and figure out like, Oh, that movement means this and Hey, Hey, help them out. Right. You, you could figure those things out from in the field. And that's, I think that's the most important part is getting these people hooked up with somebody that is willing to teach them that part bird placement, how to throw a duck. I mean, there is a technique in throwing ducks, right? I used to say it all the time. And I used to mess with people and tell them I was the best bird tech on this side of the Mississippi, right? Cause I can, I can hit a dinner plate almost 40, 50 times in a row. I mean, don't get me wrong. You got those bad days where you mess <laughs> up, but you, you know how many times I've gotten chewed out by Bob for <laughs> throwing a duck and having yeah. it land, not in our little landing zone or, or wrong side the of the hill. Signals. Yeah. Yeah, I'm whistle broke too, just like a dog. You know, they blow the whistle and I turn around, and snap, like, okay, what direction am I heading? And then they start casting. It's like, okay, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Right. But I think that part of this is important, right? And if you can do that, so then what you can do is take this veteran or this gold star family or or active duty member, it doesn't matter. But you're gonna give them something that they can now financially support themselves and their family with, right? You make a living at this, I make a living at this. Um, why not give that to other people? And we can educate them from the word go. So we get quality breeders who test health testing, genetic testing, breed responsibly, right? Then you get quality dog trainers who I think in all honesty, approaching dog training in a, in a different fashion, more of a modern fashion, you know, we're, we're kind of heading in that direction, but we all know that there's still a few out there that we kind of just turn the other way and, and, and don't train with them because I don't agree with their styles. Right. But if we can mentor these veterans to really brew the sport and become a professional, right? take on 10, 11, 12 meat dogs a year and, you know, and sell on more or take on and train for clients or whatever the case is. Um, I think yeah, the financial benefits of this is important. Yeah. Um, just you never know where this little niche that you're building will lead these people down in a year, two, three, five years, like where this could go for them. So you're giving them an opportunity at a new passion. Yeah, for sure. Super. Yeah. Like, like I don't care if you take this puppy and go home and sit on a couch from the moment you pick it up, your whole life has changed. The, the trajectory of your existence on this planet has changed. Right. Like for instance, our, our like our group chat, you know, we got a group chat and, uh, and in that chat room is Guy Anderson from Anderson Kennels, who's actually a board member. Um, he's been a professional dog trainer for decades um, Deuce Williams from Bourbon Country, who's also a board member, um, outstanding breeder, amateur trainers, got pros that work for him that train his dogs, um, you know, but he, he knows a lot about the retrieval world and the business world. Um, then you got Tim Plant, who's uh, owner of Spray Co. Company in Texas, right? He's a board member. He's also in there, but he also donated a puppy as well, or the stud fee, I should say. Um, and he's there to kind of help mentor that business side of things for, for, for these people in our chat, man, if you got a question about starting your own kennel, if you need logo work done website work, man, I do it all free of cost for, for anybody involved in this program, hundred percent of my services and my business is free of cost to you for a lifetime. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of these other people are the same, you know, you got Hugo and all the veterans in there. Hugo is also going to be on our board as well. Um, and then Marie, you know, she works with you. Um, she kind of came on board to help with our social media stuff, man. I can't tell you huge, 
huge game changer, right? She she does such a phenomenal job at posting content and making sure that that, that we feed the beast, right? Because once you gain momentum in our sport and in really anything, you just need to kind of keep moving. Um, and the participation from our veterans and sending update videos and pictures and those types of things, like it's important, right? People want to see the progress. Yeah. Um, and to, to try to really attract better sponsors, you know, some more sponsors, bigger sponsors that, that really want to give, give a lot. I mean, the people that help us now, I mean, I can't, there's no way we could do it without, without their help. Like they, they really help us push it out there. Um, I mean, they, they help send some products home with these veterans to get them started on, on the right foot. Um, and the more we can do that for them, um, I think the more people we can really fuel the, this sport. Excellent. Cool, man. Craig, I was, you know, my big thought is how can people reach out to you and participate, like from a veteran standpoint, how do they get put into this vetting process? Uh, that'd be the first question I'd have. Like if I'm a veteran and want to learn more about this, see if I qualify and join, how would they do that? Um, just go to our Facebook page, uh, hero to the line, um, hero to the line. Um, and on there, there's a flyer that I'll pin to that. It's pinned to the top of it. Um, and then on that flyer, there's a list of questions, man, read the, read the paragraph or so there kind of tells you a brief description on what we're looking for and what the program is about. Um, and then send an email to me. Um, as of right now, they go to my personal email for my business. Um, that will change here as soon as, the new website is up and, and run for the, for the nonprofit. Um, we just filed our 5013C set status. So we're waiting on some of that paperwork to come back before we officially launch everything um, as far as our website goes. Um, but those will come back and all the board members will have access to those at that point. And uh, we'll just kind of start chit-chatting here once a month and pick a group to put into on the list. Um, but it's, it's real simple, man. Hit us on Facebook, Instagram, you know, hero number two to the line um, and send me a message at Zoe's Foul Retrievers, right? You can find me on Facebook too, personally, Craig Zimmer. I mean, it doesn't matter, phone number, it's posted everywhere right, on the internet. Now, what if a breeder is listening to this and they're like, hey, I got a great litter that would be, would be good for this? Like, same idea, like they're just going to get put through that system, reach out to you and say you know, I've got a litter coming up, be happy to donate a puppy to this program. Yeah. So, uh, breeders are a little different. Um, so for us really, what we're going to try to do is we're going to set some pretty hard dates through the year. Um, you know, maybe three months, two months, four months, whatever ends up being after we kind of discuss that for the following year. Um, and I, I have a, a group chat with all of our breeders. I think we have 11 total as of right now. Um, and what I do is I post those hard dates in there and say, Hey, I have, we're going to pick three each time. Um, I got three vets here, three vets here, three vets here. And I kind of, you know, what breeders want to donate a puppy. Mm -hmm. um, and then whatever you can plan your litter accordingly, um, whatever kind of the case is. Um, but really uh, what a breeder needs to do is reach out to me personally. Um, and on here at a line or any of them, I, I usually see it all. Um, and what I'll do is get on a phone call with you and kind of explain a little bit more about um, the dog that I'm looking for, right? Cause there is a specific version of a dog that I really think works best for this. Um, and we've been able to kind of grasp that the, every time we've done this though, so far. Um, so there is a, there is a big difference. And, you know, there are some breeders that don't do Labradors, right? Golden Retrievers, great. Chessie, you know, British dogs, pointers, whatever you want. Um, it doesn't matter as long as it's a working dog. If you want to reach out and try to get a veteran and donate a puppy to it, um, and I'm on game. Um, but that, that's really about all there is to it. And I, and I'd like to get them hooked up in the group chat. Um, we share information back and forth, um, and try to try to keep it as easy as possible. I build you a nice banner for your Facebook page with our logo and stuff on it as well. Um, so that people know you're supporting, the, supporting the project. Very cool, man. So I think if anybody is tuning in, uh, the, I guess the last question I would have is, is there a way yet or to be determined where let's say bob owens wants to donate some finances to help recoup some of the costs for these veterans so you know the puppies are being donated but and, and maybe even like bumpers and mow marshes and all that stuff might be donated 
but like, maybe I want to help facilitate, you know, a hundred bucks this year or whatever. How, how would they reach out and, and help with that process? So uh, hopefully here, as soon as our 5013C paperwork is accepted um, and we, and we get all of our IRS stuff situated because um, we've, up until this point, we've kind of piggyback off of every other nonprofits and in, in a way to kind of get people involved. Um, but now we're just going to go at it on our own here. Um, and as soon as all that's done, we'll, we'll, we'll post some information, a way to, to donate. Our website will have a link on it to where you'll be able to go on there. So if you follow our Facebook page or Instagram, um, you'll get updated pretty quickly when that's available. Um, if you want to send products, um, reach out to, to, I mean, if you send a message to the Hero to the Line page, um, there's like eight of us that see it. So one of us will get with you here and, and we'll figure out a place to send it to. Um, we're all kind of located all over the country, so it kind of works out. Um, ideally, we're going to try to put together a package for each veteran. You know, um, I know when we first sent them home, we had we had some really good people help us out, like Gunner donated a kennel for us to kind of raffle off. Um we had some bumpers and some things donated and DVDs and stuff like that. Um, the more we can give them, the better off we are. Like, you know, now they get um, R&R dog gear, gives them collars and leashes um, and call lanyard. Actually, they're, they're pretty sweet looking, man. They look like the American flag um, nice. with, with a blue uh, flat buckle collar. That's perfect for started dog work um, and a snap lead. Right. And then they go home with a fit and fetch outdoors, right. It's a multivitamin company with CBD. Um, I give it to my dog personally on a, on a performance level. Um, and then I also have it in some breeding kennels too, through my business, but um, it, it's a product that really just kind of can help a dog take the edge off if they're really hyper as a line, or if you mess up and you create a nut job and it's got the multivitamin to keep your athlete, you know, and performance wise healthy. Um, and then we also work with Kinetic Dog Foods. Um, they send every veteran home with a free bag of food. Um, and then hopefully down the road, man, we get more people involved that that want to that want to give products so we can put together a really nice package every year for each veteran to take home. Yeah, um, I mean, because you know how expensive it is starting this sport. I mean, it really can be costly if you make it. Um, that's why the relationships are really the most important part. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud, but it'd be like, if each veteran, when they got their puppy, got 24 bumpers, you know, an e-collar, um, choke chain, flat collar, you know, yeah. leather flat collar or whatever, you know, like, and they just got this little go home package. Like, I really would love this stuff inside a gunner kennel, like take all that stuff it inside a gunner kennel with a Momar stand, all those big products Absolutely. that we use in our businesses and train our dogs to go out there and fetch our ducks, yep. man, why not stuff all that in a kennel and give it to these guys? And then, you know, and hopefully here in a couple of years or later this next year, a couple of years, how kind of, however it ends up working out. I mean, this business is kind of fly by the seat of your pants, but it's time you just kind of cruise and all of a sudden a million people want to talk to you. Um, but really to do an event to, to kind of get the community to come, you know, maybe like a, a money event for, for the dogs to come compete and drive product and drive people in the industry and really, really push more than just getting a couple people involved in the sport. I mean, there's so much more for this to offer people than, than just a weekend deal. I mean, I, you, you can't, you, you, if you can't get more than a couple of days a week out of this of fulfillment, you're, you're doing something wrong. You know, you should, this should man. drive a passion. It really should. And, just well, I'm excited, it. man. I think you're helping a lot of, a lot of people already and you're going to help even more. And I hope that, you know, via the podcast, people can help you promote this even more. So do me a favor, tell everybody where they can, again, where they can find you Facebook and Instagram, how they can reach out. And, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate what you're doing and what you're putting into this to give back. Yeah. So, uh, if you, if you reach us on Facebook at Zoe's that's where you can reach me personally. Um, that's my website. It has my phone number on it, email, um, Facebook for here to the line. Um, you can message us there directly. It also has some contact info as well. Um, Instagram hero to the line, um, any platform really just kind of get, get with one of us. Um, and, and we'll, we'll get, we'll get it worked out to where you get the right information to, to get in the spot that you need. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate everything you're doing. I think it's great. I'm fired up that Marie's a part of your project because I care about her and, and 
you know, anything that she attaches herself to is going to be huge blessing. Yeah. Huge blessing. Yep. Absolutely. So thank you so much for spending the evening with Kevin and I, I know that he's on baby duty, duty, (laughs) duty. So anyways, on behalf of Kevin, thank you for joining us tonight and, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing for the, the military community. And I, I hope that this helps reach a few more people that can help, even if it's just one more guy or gal, just like that's huge. So thank you so much for what you're doing, man. Yeah, man, for sure. And thanks for the opportunity to, to kind of get on here and talk a little bit about what we're trying to do here. Um, it's, it's important to, to get the word out there the best way possible. Um, and word of mouth is the best way to do that. So if you're a trainer, breeder, veteran, not a veteran, amateur guy that trains a dog and messed them up 50 times, I don't care who you are, man, get in touch with us and, um, and let's, and let's help build some more people and, and, and grow this community. Couldn't agree more. Thanks again, man. Thank you so much. We'll catch you soon. All right, brother. Thank you. Hey, join our community. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy our YouTube, if you enjoy Instagram, it's like buying me and Kevin a beer. Join patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. The link is in the description. Click that link, join the community. We've got tons of great videos, tons of great content, and you can ask me more questions. So join it, enjoy it. We did it for you and you're helping us produce this show. So thank you so much to that community. Get in, get out, let's roll. Patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. Hey listeners, Nick Larson here, host of the Bird Shop Podcast. As fans of this show, you may be interested in the conversations on the Bird Shop Podcast, where we discuss all things upland hunting, from upland birds and their habitat and conservation to the shotguns, bird dogs, and gear used to pursue them. Whether you're a seasoned upland hunter or just getting started and wanting to learn more, I interview a wide range of guests, each with their own unique perspective and valuable experience to share. If you're on the hunt for more upland hunting conversation, please consider subscribing to the Bird Shop Podcast today.